0: Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining this conversation. I have today with me an amazing guest. Uh, Melissa Kelly is the CEO, the owner, the, the creatrix behind Roar Fierce Feminine Rising Magazine, which is an amazing and empowering space, not only a virtual magazine, but also a group where women get together to empower one another, to share to discuss to be held in in her beautiful container. So uh, I really wanted to discuss the topic of sisterhood with her today. And it's a very special day to have this conversation because we just had very sad news in the planet about things going on um, in Afghanistan, about the Taliban um, government taking over, which means a direct threat to women and girls specifically in that part of the world but everywhere we we, we feel their sorrow we feel their pain so thank you thank you so much melissa for joining this conversation today
1: oh, thank you for having me here i always love connecting with you and having good conversation thank you so it's so meaningful and i think it weighs on it waits on
0: us all because there's something that happens with women we feel so easily connected to the sorrow to the pain of other women no matter where they are it's like we really recognize a deep connection even when we don't really mention that often we know that the pain of one woman on the other side of the world is our pain as well that her suffering is ours we can relate to theirs we can relate to their struggles And I find that it's so important to offer a medicine and not just complain about the heartache and what what better medicine than sisterhood. So I would really love to know how you you would define sisterhood and how you carry that in your own container.
1: I think for me, sisterhood um, was something that I was kind of afraid of growing up because I was kind of taught to mm, compete and compare with other women. So you're kind of programmed from the start at a young age to Mm -hmm. disconnect from that sisterhood that you're naturally innate and born with. And as I got older, I started to realize something was really missing in my heart and my life. And it was the divine feminine energy. And over time, little by little, I was allowing it to come into my life and, you know, paying attention to when I would feel a little unsafe and step back or just notice when it, emotions would arise and kind of work on healing that part of myself, that part of the programming that we're, most of us are born into. And, and like you said, we all have this innate um, ability to feel other women, even if they're across the planet. And some of us are, are luckier than others in a way of just where we live and what we've experienced with, with our own freedom and personal freedom But I think even up the generations, all of us have experienced as women some form of abuse at some point or suppression. So it's good to just be constantly mindful and that really none of us are fully free until all of us are free. Mm -hmm. You know, and when it comes to sisterhood, it's like this. Oh, my God, it's like Mother Earth coming together through the divine feminine to heal the planets and remind us of what we're actually here for and what we're capable of. As opposed to living in fear or ego, as what's happening right now on the planet.
0: Yeah. I um, was just thinking as you were speaking about our our freedom, but how uh, and how lucky we are to be born in areas of the world that are not going through that. But regardless of that, none of us are really free because there is a kind of of. Um, Yeah, of suffering that all women have actually endured. Even if it's uh, here in in Mexico, in Canada or in Afghanistan, we all have seen women suffering and we all have experienced it somehow. And I think of Audre Lordi uh, when she said that uh, none of we are not really free until all of our sisters are free. So I really feel the the importance of creating this connection and recognizing that their struggles are our struggles as well. And recently, actually, you posted something that was deeply inspiring for me to read, which was your own personal journey, how you went through a lot of a struggle, and I, I, I won't go into details because I know that that's very personal, of course, but uh, but the thing is, you have to overcome a journey of just struggling to become who you are. Uh, and now you are a fierce uh, warrior, a fierce, uh, and literally, like you are a stunt <laughs> woman that has appeared in movies that, I mean, you you, re, re, you represent that strength, but it hasn't come easy. It has come through pain and struggle. So I really, we want to recognize that struggle because I see that all women have a story to tell all women have this secret story either theirs or the story that happened to their mothers or to their grandmothers but we all have a story mm. uh, of suffering to tell and that and I think that that creates an even deeper connection an even deeper deeper bond between us
1: Absolutely, because I think it's in our innate um, nature to want to heal our sisters, right? To want to heal ourselves. So when we give ourselves the the time to heal and the permission to heal, it really does shift things in a major way of empowerment as opposed to feeling like you're a victim of your own circumstances or, you know, um, it's so easy to feel disempowered with what's going on in the planet right now and to be overwhelmed and kind of like, what can one person do? But when you take a second to realize you're not alone and you have sisters all over the planet that are wanting the same thing, that are wanting to connect and wanting to shift things, it really helps uh, keep that flame lit inside of you.
0: Yeah, and that's pretty much what the magazine does. Like you are giving voices to women that have stories to tell, that have, Of course, the desire to share their wisdom, but sometimes it's just their story, their pain, what they what they went through in order to be where they are right now. What what have you seen that is um, maybe a thread, a connecting thread between these stories that you have curated in your magazine for for a while now?
1: Uh, well, it's, it's interesting because the thread started right from the beginning before I even started creating the magazine. And it was what inspired me to create it in the first place, which was a lot of the women that were writing in with stories and sharing their stories were were telling me how healing it was to just write it down and have someone read it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once I got the magazine out there, I was hearing the same thing from the readers. Oh, it's so nice to like read somebody else's story and realize I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. You know, oh so there's, there's, yeah, there's like a healing, there's like a, a really synchronistic healing that happens on both ends from sharing and from holding space. Yes, yes, I,
0: I, I feel that as a loud yes in my heart, and I, because I, I, I have seen that as well. I, I remember, um, after my first uh, baby, he was a, a C-section. It was gynecological violence. The guy was not really um, kind, the doctor. So okay. it was a very traumatic event. And I started contacting other women that had gone through the same. And I, I could see that how women just needed to share their stories. So the group was a Yahoo group and we were all just sharing our stories. and mm-hmm. and not everybody felt the desire to share right away it took me almost a year to feel ready to share my story but i was reading the stories of other women and that was already empowering that was already healing because i understood that my experience was not unique so and that other women were going through the same and just saying i see you i hear you and i understand you was the most healing thing that that we that that we could do for one another so how important Absolutely. it is to have that space.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something really powerful about just holding space for someone, exactly where they're at, as opposed to trying to heal them. Yeah. Yeah. And how
0: beautiful those women have come to you and told you that they feel that by reading the stories of other women and by writing those stories as well—that is so powerful.
1: Yeah, I think I think we've been suppressed long enough, and that it's time for us to know what feeling heard is like
0: Mm, feeling heard i love that my daughter was just telling me this weekend that she um she she's 15 years old and she was telling me mom she has issues with her hearing so she said sometimes i'm sorry if i'm speaking too loudly or laughing too loudly because you know i don't hear the the volume in which i'm speaking and i was like you know what be loud be as loud as you want It's funny because men never apologize for being loud. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. (laughs) That is very accurate.
0: You hear men laughing loudly, speaking loudly. Sometimes you hear a man is missing super loud in the other side of the neighborhood. But girls are encouraged to keep it low to not not tell our stories, to be ashamed of them, to be invisible. So how important it is to become visible and unapologetic about it. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely.
0: That's what I love also about the, the theme of your magazine. It's fierce feminine. So there is this energy of just being fierce, of just being out there with all of your power and strength.
1: Yeah, fiercely unapologetic. Yeah, I love that.
0: Mm -hmm. How long has your magazine been on?
1: Uh, It's been going for three and a half years now. That's amazing. That's Mm -hmm. so
0: beautiful. And um, so you do a monthly topic and each topic has like a moon uh, theme around it, right?
1: Yeah, so we we unleash with the full moon. So there's usually 13 issues a year typically. And then for each moon, we have a goddess um, that we represent and share her wisdom and kind of a theme centered around that every month. So we can dive into all sorts of things from self-love to self-empowerment to shadow work, um, you know, really humanizing all the aspects that make us human as opposed to constantly feeling ashamed or like the regular magazine that you just pick up and it's full of advertising and it's just trying to make you feel shitty. So you buy some stuff and, you know, trying to make you feel like you need to look like one certain body type. It's, it's all such garbage. Like even when I was putting together my magazine, I started healing, just seeing all the different women of different sizes and colors and ages and, you know, and even just realizing how difficult it was to find, say, for example, a woman over 50 and Mm -hmm. in the, in the photos that I'm trying to choose that go in there and, you know or a group of women that are all of different backgrounds, but like, you know, it's just, it's it's inter- interesting what I noticed kind of how programmed we are. Yeah, that
0: that is already such a powerful challenge. And I see how it has gone uh, through such a change in this recent years. I, I feel like when I look back at when I was younger, maybe, uh, there is such a difference between body types and between between the things that we get to see and perceive as beautiful, and and we all have to take responsibility for that. We are all taking part in that. Even just showing up, unapologetically on social mm-hmm. me- on social media creates mm-hmm. a change, creates a shift.
1: Absolutely, and I think I could also do more of that as well. Yeah. And so um
0: specifically about the theme of sisterhood, have you found that other women feel afraid of that term, afraid of getting together with other women and sharing their stories?
1: I think over time I'm noticing that it's, um less and less of the resistance is there, and I'm meeting more like-minded women that are excited about meeting new new sisters but you, you come across from time to time and it's less and less, which is nice, but, um, the wounded feminine where, you know, you get someone giving you stink eye or catty, cattiness for no reason, just because they feel threatened by you or they, you trigger them in some way, right. By standing in your truth. And I used to try to avoid that, like the plague or, or feel like I needed to kind of, you know, dim my light a little bit when I was around it. And, now i just see it for what it is and i hold space for it because i realize that you know they're the ones that need the most healing right now yeah. yeah
0: thank you that's so important i feel like we have come from a time in which it was cool to be distant mm-hmm. to be yeah. the queen bee and to be bullies i remember the 90s and the 80s that was the thing that and it's so beautiful to see that we are overcoming that, and we, now it's actually not cool to be a bully, and it's not cool to be somebody that that it's trying to do things all by herself and putting down other women in the
1: in the process,
0: and that is such a big step.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's owning all of your power and all of your pains. So you're not projecting it onto other people. Taking
0: personal responsibility, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So, well,
0: just to 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 finish this part of the conversation, or uh, for for today, I would love to see, or, or to hear, how would you, in these times that we are that we are going through, how would you invite women to um, connect, to keep to keep their their power and their light shining bright? How what? Would, would you um, recommend the people that are listening
1: Um, i would highly recommend to stay connected to yourself through all of this so making your relationship with yourself priority even if it's only five minutes in the morning taking that time for self-care and self-love to fill up your cup from a place of you know if you give from a place of overflow as opposed to waking up and then being bombarded with all the stressfulness that is in the world today and then kind of feeling overwhelmed by it and kind of like, you don't have a lot of control. You actually, it's it's a misrepresentation um, and fear-based thinking that we don't have control. We actually really do. And that's kind of why they like to keep us distracted because <laughs> we're probably pretty terrifying when we all work together. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's so important. That's a space of filling our cup. Thank you so much. I really feel like that is such an important um, medicine, just to be able to nourish ourselves first. Because we are usually encouraged to do the opposite, right? To give and give and give until there's nothing left of us. And, and it's unsustainable to live absolutely. that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot more women are waking up to
0: that. But that's such a powerful shift. So. I really recommend you guys to visit Roar Fierce Feminine Rising Group on Facebook and to subscribe to the page, to subscribe to the magazine. It's super affordable. It's super uh, nurturing to have that space to listen to other women's voices, to listen to their stories and to their wisdom. Just without having the the filter of mainstream media telling us uh, what voices should we be listening to and to listen to them directly. And in the theme of sisterhood, I am also holding a container, a space, which is uh, my coven, my house of the wild, where every month I guide a full moon practice where we uh, do some sexual uh, magic practice or breadwork practice or simply just allow us breathing practice to stay connected to our pleasure, to our body. We have a book club. We, ju- we get together every month uh, with a different book. And we get together every two, mo- two months to play with the tarot and just have a conversation. And, and, and that that has been one of the most empowering parts, just listening to the issues that other women on the other side of the world are going through and realizing that we are going through the same. That one we, well, might be in New Zealand or in Canada or in France or in Mexico and we are going through the exact same challenges just in different containers and different spaces that can be such a medicine so that space is open um every day of the year and it's uh you don't have to stay all year long you can just try it one month and feel if that is your space so the invitation is open for both for the magazine and for the house of the wild i love thank you Yes, it, it's a project of love. I am so excited about that project. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. It's been such a pleasure to have you here. We've been together for three podcasts now. No, I think four, right? Like, first, <laughs> yeah. the Sex Talks podcast. Then uh, my my own personal podcast, then your podcast, and now this <laughs> podcast. So I, I will I will add links to all of these conversations if you want to keep to to keep getting more of Melissa's wisdom and beautiful energy. And thank you so much for joining, and I hope we get to do more
1: conversations together. Thank you for having me, Queen. Always a pleasure. Thank you.